0: Hello and welcome to Growing Through Dance, the podcast for everyone who is interested in watching or taking part in dance. I passionately believe that dance is for everyone and that we can all harness our personal dance ability to enable and lead our unique dance journeys, growing as a person through the attributes that dance can bring. My guest today is the lovely Anna Frost. Anna has been a CCDA member from quite a young age, predominantly dancing contemporary and modern styles, although she did learn ballet and jazz as well. Anna has returned from her new life at the University of York, where she is studying law, in order to take part in her graduate showcase. This, unfortunately, was delayed from the summer of 2020 due to the COVID pandemic. I caught up with Anna a couple of months before the showcase date and was lucky enough to have this interview with her. Good morning. I have the lovely Anna Frost with me. Good morning, Anna.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming to talk to us this morning. So Anna's a recent graduate from CCDA and she has been dancing for quite some time, but she's going to tell us all about why she took dance lessons, what she did, what she remembers, and how it's helped her in her life. So first of all, can you think back, Anna, do you know why your mother brought you to dance lessons?
1: Well, I think she saw it as a very good social activity, because we had some family friends who also had kids who were the same age as me when we were two and three I believe so very young um, but she just saw it as a way for us to get to know other, obviously other friends and have some quality time together and it just well it created the groundwork for me because it gave me that little like little bit of confidence and just meeting new friends and it was just I think it was just a social thing to start off with and then grew and grew into a hobby and a skill
0: (laughs) (laughs) so do you remember anything about your first lesson some people have got really vivid memories of their first lesson others have got none what's your sort of take on it
1: i really can't remember my exact first lesson because i moved around a few different places Mm um when i was a lot younger and there's there's videos of me just skipping around in some village hall somewhere Um, and that's pretty much all I remember just having fun skipping around to someone playing the piano in the corner that's really all I remember but I just remember them being just a lot of fun and just a lot of skipping
0: a lot (laughs) of skipping yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's really good so you Obviously, you just said you moved around a bit. So how did you end up at CCDA? Where where did you, that come from?
1: Uh, so I was I was born in London and stayed there until I was seven years old. And then we as a family, because my dad found a job here in Cirencester, we moved to Cirencester when I was seven. And I was immediately looking, well, me and my mum were immediately looking for dance schools and came across CCDA. And I joined when I was seven, probably two weeks after we moved and have been there ever since. And it was the one that jumped out at us with the most opportunities and everything, because there are, are a few, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it jumped out to us. That's good
0: news. <laughs> right. So what do you think kept you attending lessons then? So you say that you, know, you started at seven and you're now at university stage. So It's a long time to be dancing. What kept you dancing?
1: Probably firstly is just the love for dancing and music and how I just, I love being able to be in a room, forgetting everything else and just dancing to some music, usually with my friends as well, because it was amazing to be able to see my friends three, four times a week. But not actually having to organize separate meeting, and we'd just hang out at dance sessions and that was just amazing and even just the performances or like or the sort of preparing for performances and competitions was just the like the excitement and the the thrill of having something to look forward to and something we're working towards was what kept me kept me going and i I just I loved it really loved having my friends who we had the same hobby doing the same thing. That was really exciting, because you have your school friends who are different, and then you have your special dance friends, mm-hmm. and that that sort of keeps you going as well as the dances the the social aspect of it because it's it's just really important i mm-hmm. I found anyway that that was really important for keeping me keeping me going and, and loving what I was doing.
0: All of the, the activities you did besides class work, what was your favorite bit?
1: Besides class, I would say it's performing definitely whether that's performing or competing even though there's slightly different aspects Mm -hmm. to them just being in front of a crowd and performing a dance that we've worked really hard on I always just just found really really fun and I I just love I loved it and the thrill you get when you come off stage thinking oh that went great or even if it went rubbish you can kind of laugh about it with your friends but that was definitely a highlight and we've had I've had some amazing opportunities to perform so of course well with CCDA we were able to go to West End theatres the Her Majesty's Theatre when I was I think I was 11 and then Sadler's Wells when I was 18 which even though I was such different ages I think I got the same experience out of them really of just the thrill of being in a massive theatre with a bigger bigger crowd than I'd ever performed in front of Mm -hmm. before and especially when I went to Saddler's Wells at 18. Me and my friend Elizabeth starting off a dance, just me and her on this huge stage was a highlight. It's just a feeling that you can't really replicate anywhere else. And that, that for me is always the most, my favorite thing about mm. dancing is performing.
0: What about sort of the annual show? Is there anything that you can remember happens which might be a funny anecdote, which we could share? <laughs> um,
1: well funny, funny anecdotes. There's been many times where we've forgotten dances, we've fallen over, and I think one that we always remember is uh, my friend Katie Ainsworth, who were in a salsa in a salsa type of dance, had to rip off a skirt. She ended up forgetting to put the shorts on. And just having a leotard on underneath, <laughs> <laughs> being like, I, I can't believe it, but I have to move on. And it's in the show video. And every probably every couple of months, we watch it together, all as friends, and just absolutely wet ourselves about it because it's just one of those things that we can't forget her face, just laughing at herself, thinking, I can't believe I've done this. <laughs> and it's that is always going to be a highlight for us. Mm.
0: <laughs> Are there any particular dances that you did that you think you know, that was a defining moment or something that had you not done it might not have improved you technically or performance wise? Or...
1: Um, well when I was thinking earlier I was thinking back to the many shows and the competition dances and one stuck out to me which I thought wouldn't was when um, for the 20th anniversary of CCDA we performed The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and I remember watching people who were six, seven years old than me performing that and then a couple of years later being able to do that myself and I remember just thinking how amazing that was to be able to do or be in in the exact same position Mm -hmm. that they were doing the exact same role, the almost identical moves and even though it was ballet, which hasn't always been my strongest style, but I, I really did love it. Um, I just remember that being that being just such an, an amazing experience to do something that I watched girls who were six years older than me do, and then I can come back and do exactly the same and do it almost identically. And mm. uh, and another one that stuck out to me was um, our competition dance, which was called "Voices in My Head," which is which we performed for many years I'd say about four three four years and it was one of those dances which sort of matured us all so much because it was a mature subject about mental health and the struggles of mental health in your you know being in your own head and having these voices all around you and for this one I was sort of the sort of the main character and everyone else were these voices in my head and I think we had to we had to sort of get up a level with our maturity to be able to dance this and have the same, not just do the moves, but have the feeling and the, and the emotion in it. And I think that really, the dancing, combining dancing and sort of acting like to another level. And I won't, I won't forget that dance. We had it professionally filmed. It was, we competed at all England dance competition with it. And it was just, it was a a great dance that I think a lot of us Mm. miss now. And, Um, And when we stopped doing it, we couldn't believe it because we'd done it for so long and worked so, so hard at it. But those definitely, those two stuck out to me, which I didn't think they would, but those two definitely stuck out.
0: That's really interesting. I mean, voices, of course, has has definitely been a defining one. And I think the mental health side of things has become much more prevalent nowadays. We talk about it, don't we? Whereas, you know, maybe 10 years ago, it wasn't talked about in the same way. And to have something like that that you can identify with is, is really very special, I think. So looking back, I mean, you obviously said that you enjoyed the performing side of things. What did you think about doing solos?
1: Well, I only did two solos, a contemporary solo and a modern, uh, modern solo. And I really enjoyed these because I felt I could put a bit more... It had a bit more artistic freedom with it because you can put your own style into it and have a bit more of an artistic flair with it but I did a lot more group dances because those appeal to me quite a lot more and I love how you can always or most of the time be with be dancing alongside your friends and I mean they're very impactful as well they look on stage they look amazing and it's also just quite fun just dancing around other people and you get energy off each other but obviously you can't always put your flair your your flair on the moves and everything because it does need to <laughs> normally look quite, quite <clears throat> and look almost identical <clears throat> um but I've definitely enjoyed doing group dances I think a bit more
0: Right. okay <laughs> you didn't find um, doing a solo too difficult or frightening or any of those sorts of things How did you find the confidence, I suppose, is what I'm really trying to get at to do? Yeah.
1: I remember my first solo, I think I was, and performing that for the first time, even performing it in front of my friends, I did find quite daunting because it's not so much that you can hide in a group dance, but this is so much, it's just all eyes are on you. And it's, it is just, it is very nerve wracking. But once I got over that performing it in front of friends and family, that sort of changed. And going into competitions after that, I felt, I didn't feel the same nerves and everything, but I think it just helped so much with confidence because as I got older, I, more solos were integrated into shows for me as I got older with having better parts and shows, bigger parts and shows and not feeling that the pressure of, oh my gosh, this is a solo. In a, a 20 second solo, I'm so scared. I didn't feel that after doing, doing a solo at 13, 14, it just built the confidence that I needed to be able to just do a solo and not think about it and not mm. not get scared because it's
0: it's not something to be scared about. One of the things about growing up in dance is that it is all encompassing if you really are into dance want to be there as much as possible so school gets in the way. <laughs> How did you uh, go school and dance?
1: I can't lie and say that I didn't struggle because I definitely did and I also went to a school that had Saturday school for a long time and I found that really challenging because obviously a lot of dance lessons were on a Saturday Mm -hmm. and I ended up missing missing quite a lot. For example, jazz lessons were always on a Saturday and I wanted to do my jazz exams but I could never go to the lessons so I never could and my friends always joke that I'm still in bronze jazz because I've (laughs) never been able to do an exam because of Saturday (laughs) school and it's true and so... That is always something I think of where school definitely did get in the way in, in mm. some sort of way because it did hinder me from doing my weekend lessons quite often. But I found, especially going into GCSEs and A-levels, I ended up needing dance more than I thought because it was something I could, I could organise my life around it and then do my revision, but also come to an hour dance lesson, forget about my revision go home and revise again and it became something I needed instead of something that was hindering my mm-hmm. my work ethic or hindering my revision because it didn't stop me from being in all the summer shows and doing my exams and it it taught me how to get a good work-life balance I think and taking that into university has been really important because yes the ac- the academic side is very important but it I needed something else and dance was my something else and so it helped with my organisation and towards the end, especially going to A-levels, I didn't find that it stopped me in my academics in any way.
0: That's, that's really good. I think, if nothing else, it's time management, isn't it? that yeah. well? it really creates that yeah. headspace for the time management itself. Yeah. So you went to a school that had a sixth form. So what subjects did you decide to do for A-levels?
1: At A-level, I chose French, Spanish and history. (laughs) (laughs) I was very, uh, very language-based and I loved it. And I didn't, well, it was very hard, but I really enjoyed it. And I was hoping hoping to use my languages to go abroad and things like that. But obviously... This year has been a bit difficult.
0: Mm, yes, it's changed everything, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you decide to do at university? in the end, then?
1: Uh, So, I decided to study law at the University of York, um, and also alongside some Spanish as well, uh, which has been really great and it's been very hard, but I've really, I've really enjoyed it. Um, but it's also opened opened my eyes up to even more time management needed to be able to do everything that I love it at university because even when you're doing a levels you think you've got so much on and then you go to university and realize how much more <laughs> there is that you can do and so I definitely had to learn some learn some more time management especially when studying law <laughs> mm-hmm. and of
0: course this first year has been quite different for you hasn't it because of covid mm-hmm. um, Can you sort of tell us a bit about what it's been like, what you've been able to do and not been able to do? So
1: at the beginning of uh, the academic year in September to October, things were open and it was a great opportunity to meet all these new people that I needed to basically needed to be friends with. And that was really good. And I really enjoyed just getting to know some new people after such a long time of being at one school that I was at for seven years and then opening up to this whole new group of people Um, and that was really that was really fun but then we went into another lockdown and that was quite difficult because there's only so much you can do when living in university halls of course they're also you don't have a garden necessarily (laughs) so it was a lot of walking and a lot of trying to find ways to entertain ourselves as well as still turning up to all the lessons and still doing all the work online and so yeah i found it challenging and especially in the last few months from january to to march april it's definitely been a challenge to try and balance my mental and physical health all while not really having anything to do apart from sit at my computer and work. And occasionally I had um, Zoom dance lessons, which were great, but it's nowhere near the same as being in a room with a load of people and dancing together and meeting all these people. Because over Zoom, I feel like I'm friends with them, but I haven't met them. (laughs) So it's definitely been a challenge and has tested me into actually looking after my mental and physical health more because I realised that social interaction has been key for my mental health i felt and so i'm very much looking forward to being able to especially with dance and especially with any social interaction just being around people again
0: so you said that you did some um dance at university so um is there a society or anything you joined?
1: uh so is one of their biggest which i'm very grateful for uh they have around 300 members and 250 of them are taking classes weekly or involved in competitions performances and some some of them are members and just go to the occasional zumba classes or the uh, bodycon classes and things like that but they offer so much that you don't have to be besides so i'd say i'm very actively involved but you don't have to be actively involved you can turn up sort of whenever you like but no they've They've really got a great, a great system. And I've been able to, as a first year, get really thoroughly involved within the first few weeks. So I decided to be in the competition teams and I auditioned for those and got into the two, two advanced teams, the contemporary and the street advanced teams. And also was given the opportunity earlier this year to be a choreographer for our performance, uh, hopefully in the next few months, uh, which I have never done before. I've never choreographed about 300 members 250 of those are actively involved in competitions and performances but there are still about 10-15 classes a week which anyone can get involved in if they pay. There's so much to get involved in that sometimes you, you struggle to be able to do everything that you want mm. to. Last at the beginning of and we were hoping to obviously compete in some of the biggest competitions for universities so Loughborough Dance Competition is known as the biggest university mm. Uh, dance competition but obviously (laughs) due to COVID that didn't happen. In January this year I was given the opportunity to choreograph for a performance we are doing as a society which has opened up a whole new avenue for me because I've never taught a class (laughs) before let alone choreograph a whole four minute dance for 22 people which is just it's completely new to me and I but I've absolutely loved it because it's given me such creative freedom and having to come up with all of it myself has shown what I actually really like doing because a lot of the time with dancing you're obviously doing a lot of other people's choreography which I really enjoy but I've never really choreographed for myself let alone for other people so it's opened me up to so many new things and has given me so many ideas to hopefully take into next year to be able to choreograph or hopefully some competitions or other things like that but It's been so great to be able to, as a first year, even with all lessons being online, getting so involved so quickly. In March, we had committee elections and I went up for the elections and decided to go for the performance coordinator, which is the person who runs all the performances and uh, collates together the performance teams that they have at the society. And I was lucky enough to be voted in for that.
0: Wow. (laughs) You are definitely going to need your time management.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And my task at the moment is trying to organise a virtual uh, showcase, as it's called. Obviously, it's made even more difficult with the amount of restrictions and the rules and everything has to be triple checked <laughs> by lots of people in the university. I'm, in, I'm enjoying the period of time trying to organise it. I, I know that I can get a lot out of this performance and I want everyone else to as well mm. since... It will be the only event of this year, pretty much. Um, and so, yeah, I've managed to get very involved very quickly. But I'm—that's what I wanted. The dance society has been has been great. They have so many. Op- I don't think many many others do really. Mm,
0: there are some dance societies up and down the country who do have these opportunities, mm. but many are not quite as well put together as this one. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, this is this is amazing. For me personally, having talked to you for a long time, um, it's really nice to hear that dance is still being carried on in some format by the sounds of things in quite a big format for you, yeah. which is great. Um I remember one of our other students, Connie, who um she actually went to Loughborough and she did an awful lot of dance as well there, even though she yeah. was an art student. So yeah. it's really good. So all the sort of interaction you've had, the framing, the different type of dance that you've done. How would you sort of sum up the uh, attributes you think you may have, have gained out of this? Because I'm really interested that you seem to have the confidence to throw yourself in as a first year into all these things. I'm just interested is how much your dance has helped anything like that or whether you think you would have done that anyway regardless or what your view of of all your years of dancing have been really? I'd,
1: I'd definitely say the most important attribute has been confidence because being well not forced but going on a stage and performing in front of a lot of people but doing it so often it just takes away any of those nerves. I've been able to carry that into my into my school life when I was at school and I was head girl in sick form and I had to do a lot of speeches in front of a lot of parents and people that I was initially nervous but then I realised I do this all the time I don't need to be nervous because I do this all all the time throughout my whole life really so it's carried on to so many things. And going into university, I didn't feel that I should hold myself back because I was only a first year. It just all the, even all the exams and the, and the performances and all the classes just gave me confidence in my own skill, but also my, myself to be able to go up for these things knowing that a lot of the people who are going up for them are 20, 21, 22, a lot older than me. But it it didn't seem to faze me because of everything I've already done and throughout my whole dancing life. I've been able to carry on through to so many things, even in even in my degree where we have to debate with (laughs) random people who we've never met with before. I just don't I don't feel any nerves about being seen, if that makes sense, of being seen, whether that's on a stage whether that's making a speech or anything like that i don't have the, any of the any of the fear or the nerves because i've done it so many times And I think that has been probably the most important thing that I've been able to carry into so many aspects of my
0: life. Um, If you, you know, in some time in the future, you turn out to be a mummy, uh, (laughs) do you think you will take your child down the dance route at all? Or are you thinking, no, I'm going to give them something else? What's the thoughts here? I 100%
1: would want son or daughter to learn to dance. It does not matter because it's been so integral to my mental and also my physical development because Sometimes we forget that it's actually it's exercising and it's just it's just a great form of exercise, which is more fun than others, if I have to say so. But I have loved every minute of it. And as I said, it's translated into so many different aspects of my life. And I, I don't think it's an opportunity that should be missed. And obviously that's coming from me having done it all my life. Of course, I want a son or daughter to learn to as well. But I think that so many people can get involved, whether that's a little bit, yeah, I don't know, whether that's a little bit or going into fully and competing and performing. You can get so much out of it and I think it's one of the most important ways to develop mentally and develop physically because I know
0: that I have. Alice it's been lovely to hear your thoughts about dance and particularly your time at CCBA and really exciting to hear where you're now taking this and how it's going to be there even though you're going into a much more high-powered career <laughs> so thank you very much indeed for coming to talk to me today. Thank, thank you
1: lovely. it's been lovely thank you.
0: No problem Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed the episode, please remember to follow, subscribe and share your experience. Growing Through Dance is now on all major platforms and being heard in over 50 countries. So thank you all for your support. It does mean a lot. Let me know what else you'd like to hear. Contact me via Instagram at Pod or like the new Facebook group Growing Through Dance Podcasts for regular updates, dance growth advice, industry news and general dance discussion. Many thanks, your host, Catherine Lucy.